0: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. P with Mr. P Explorers, and if you are tuning in right now, you are back for yet another episode of Mr. P's Tales from the Road. Hello from a very snowy and cold Northeast Ohio. Uh, here in Cleveland, the snow has finally fallen. I, I kind of joked around the last couple episodes about how it's how warm and unnaturally awesome it's been the last couple weeks, and sure enough... Last night, we finally got some snow, and uh, it's enough to cover the grass. I mean, it's not a whole lot, but still, it's just a reminder that winter is still here for another couple weeks. But uh, the light is at the end of the tunnel. We are almost there. Um, it's been a, a fun week so far. I am slowly planning for my my v- adventure to New Orleans, which is coming up here in a week. Uh, a week from now, I will be on the road with Wasteland Explorer. We will be heading down to... Uh, North, uh, I'm sorry, New Orleans and we'll be checking that out for about a week or so so uh, next week I, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do this I may have a live episode possibly from uh, you know a short live episode from New Orleans I don't know uh, it depends on how I can work the app and, and do it with my phone I don't, we'll see uh, I may have a short little, hey we're here in, in, in NOLA right, uh, maybe even from uh, directly from uh, the Six Flags amusement park down there we'll see, I don't know uh, I'm getting very excited though. Uh, a lot of, I mean we it's been a great couple of weeks. I uh, this past weekend I I joined up with uh trespass tourist and we took a look at an abandoned mall that's about to be ready to be de- uh, demolished soon. So it's uh, a lot of cool projects in the in, in the can here. Um it's been an exciting start to the year. Much much more exciting than last year, I will say. Anyway, um what else would I want what I want to talk about today? Yeah, uh I I I'm looking at Mr. P Explorers, all right, on Facebook, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with some ideas for some new and exciting things to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys this, and you can reply uh, either, you know, here or on Instagram or wherever, but uh, send me a message and let me know. I'm looking at, at posting some of my very old stuff, stuff that you know, I was shot when I didn't even have a real camera, uh, just to see if you guys are interested in seeing any of that, Um there's a lot of stuff that I never edited, never did anything with. Uh, it's very crude. It's not that great. But uh, if anybody's interested in seeing some of that early stuff, I would love to get that out there and uh, you know and, and put it out. Um, some of that stuff we're gonna be talking about today in today's story. So you know, um, if you're interested, we'll see. Um, so what about today's story? What's going on with today's story? Well. Uh, I've been talking a lot about other places as of late, and, uh, I thought today we, we'd stick closer to home, at least for me, in Ohio. Uh, I've done a lot with Cleveland lately, but I, I want to talk a little bit about some of those places that I've been, even before I had a real camera and did some exploring, uh, back when I had my old piece of shit Panasonic, uh, point and click, um... Before I really got really, really crazy and started traveling to Detroit and, and other cities, um, I, I you know I branched out from Cleveland and kind of did some places closer to home. And one of the places that I keep forgetting about, which has an amazing amount of cool things to see, is a town maybe 45 minutes from here, uh, the city of Sandusky, Ohio. Um, that area is rich with history. There's a lot of cool stuff out there to, to document, abandoned and not. Uh, so I figured today we'd talk about uh, some adventures in Sandusky and thereabouts. Um, There's still a bunch of cool stuff that I still haven't hit out there, but, uh, yeah, I figured today we'd, we'd, uh, we'd talk a little bit about that. Sandusky, uh, like I said, is about 45 minutes away, uh, from Cleveland. Uh, if you head out route two and you continue on, it's, you know, I forget how that is in mileage, but, uh, it's on Sandusky Bay. Sandusky is probably well known. The, The best thing it's known for is Cedar Point. All right. The amusement park, right? America's roller coast. Right. Um, but you know, it is mostly a summer town. There's lots of uh, you know water parks out there, indoor water parks, uh, Kalahari, um, that kind of stuff. Um, very, very much a summer city. In the wintertime, things kind of close down. The locals kind of bat in the hatches, and it's very quiet out there. Um, but in the summertime, it kind of you know everything booms. Um, I love the area, I I, kind of, I spent a lot of time out there as a kid, we went to Cedar Point a lot, I rode a lot of roller coasters out there, Uh, spent some time on some people's boats, Uh, just, you know, hung out up there, and, uh, you know, it wasn't until I got into exploring that I really realized how much there is, you know, abandoned-wise, industrial-wise, stuff like that. it's a really cool place. It's just a different vibe in Sandusky. Um, also, Sandusky is well known for its its carousel museum. If you've never checked that out, if you're ever up that way, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, if you're if you've run out of abandoned stuff and you want to shoot something different, uh, some of those carved horses are amazing at the carousel museum. Worth the price of admission. All right. Um, I uh, the first time we decided to go exploring in Sandusky. You know, once I started exploring uh, actual abandoned buildings. Back in 2018, we went up. Uh, a buddy of mine and I were going to go up there for the for the afternoon. This was probably you know around this time of year. It was March. It was still kind of cold out. Not, I wouldn't say it was freezing, but it was kind of that that in between, you know, 40s, 50s in there. It would rain a lot and just kind of be you know that gross half rain half snow kind of you know mix. Uh, we decided to go up for the uh, for the day. It was on a Saturday in March, and. Um, We had a couple pins planned and uh, didn't know what we'd find. Um, One of the places we wanted to hit more than anything else was an old, crumbling, amazing-looking factory called the American Crayon Company, or better known as the Dixon Ticonderoga Pencil Factory. All right, this old, 100 plus old factory, a you know, year old factory that had, had gone through several different iterations. They'd made art supplies and pencils and crayons and all this stuff. A uh, big, rambling old factory with these huge smokestacks, and just, you know, we've been told all kinds of stories. You gotta go see this place, you gotta go check it out. So uh, we got in our car and we went, and, uh, we, uh, we pull up, and uh, what we find in front of us was not a factory. Uh, what we found there was a field, basically, that had, had been recently seeded. Um, it was just a field of, of hay. You know, kind of had to lay the hay down when they put grass seed down. The whole place um, had been cleared. It was gone. The entire factory was erased. So that was the first time I'd ever been uh, uh, given the opportunity to, to be disappointed in Google, Google Maps. Because uh, it was there on Google Maps, and... Um, they had not replaced it with what was there now. It must have just happened. I can't imagine it was there that long where the grass was still growing. So, you know, I'm sure we've all been there. I'm sure you guys have all been there where you go someplace. And you're really excited to see it. and You're like jazz. And the closer you get, you're like you're hopping up and down like a kid in the back seat, right on vacation. And you get there and zip. Bupkis. Right. Nothing there. Um <laughs> so you know, we made good on it. We we had a couple other pins we checked out that day, but uh we were we were it was kind of a letdown that day. Um we did check out this little what used to what we think was an old winery in the middle of, of downtown uh, Sandusky. Um, I don't know that it was. It was. It was a very old building. It was all made out of stone. It had a basement area. It had, it had like two floors to it, three floors to it. And uh, I don't know if it was a factory or an old winery. They had the the basement looked like it could have been a, a, a place to hold old wine casks at one point. You know, it kind of had the, the look to it. it. Had the everything was like um, I want to say cobblestone. It was like it was the, the, the building was made out of stone. I don't know. Hard to explain. Very old building. You could tell it was at least a hundred years old. But uh, we 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 puttered around through there, and there was some cool stuff. There's an old safe in there, and uh, um, an old office in there that had all kinds of old files. And uh, we we couldn't really figure out what it, it, it was. You being used as a storage factory. I think the the place had made like um, at one point had made uh, foam injection. Like 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 you could make. They made uh, stuff for like patios or uh, like. Um, displays for for buildings that kind of thing i mean out of foam uh custom made stuff and there were all these molds down in the basement you know plastic molds and uh, foam molds uh so i don't know i don't know what the deal was we couldn't find much history on it um it's completely sealed up now I, i've tried to go back and do some more research on it but uh you know was the breaks but it was a cool day that was basically that was our first trip to sandusky um I got down to business and I started doing some more research on the town to see what else might be out there. You know, I got on Google Maps and I started following railroad tracks and, you know, old rivers and creeks and just to see because usually that's how you find your your buildings, right? They're usually along railroad tracks, um, especially in industrial towns, which Sandusky, you know, was and to some degree still is. Um, and that's when I found on the edge of Sandusky Bay, all right, um, just a little bit northwest of town. Uh, near a little village called Bayview, I found a jack, I I hit jackpot, all right, uh, Bayview, Ohio, is this small little village on the eastern side of the very lip of Sandusky Bay. Sandusky Bay kind of comes down and goes south down from, uh, from Lake Erie, right, this big old bay, um, and, uh, at the lip of the bay, you know, out into the lake, you've got this little village on the right-hand side, (laughs) on the eastern portion of it, called Bayview. Um, it's like a town lost in time. It's this small little village, like and literally a village. It's got a few houses. Uh, it's a, like basically a one a one road, one road village. What I assume was the old Route Six, uh, used to go right through the center of town. Um, little village, and right you know down maybe maybe a hundred yards away is the lake. Um, I, I'm assuming they had some decent traffic at one point because they had a motel there. Uh, it was abandoned. Um, uh, they used to have a bridge that carried it across. They used to have this old bridge that went across the bay, uh, and traffic used to go through there, you know, heading on towards Port Clinton and and down towards Toledo. So, uh, you know, they, they used to, it used to used to be well traveled. Um, well. In 1965, uh, the state decided to build Route 2, the uh, the Edison Memorial Bridge, if you're familiar. Uh, they basically built a freeway just south of it and built this massive bridge over the bay. So uh, they then removed the old bridge and traffic pretty much stopped through this town. So it's just this empty, um, slow-moving—I still have a post office there. Uh, the motel is abandoned, or it was the last time I was there. A uh, very small place, but— uh, you know this, this this little town had been there for a reason because in this town, you know, going back years, um, that was the home of this massive massive concrete plant called Medusa Concrete. All right, uh, this town was basically built you know to service Medusa Concrete. The workers worked there. Um, it was basically a little, a little company town, uh, right on the lake there, right on the edge of the bay. Um, and the, 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 the current tracks that run through, there's, there's railroad tracks that run right along the edge of the lake, and they cross over the bay right next to where the old bridge was, um, one of the main lines across northern Ohio. Uh, it's our buddies, our, our pals, Norfolk Southern Railroad, right? That railroad runs right through there, runs through Bayview, uh, coming, coming from the east from Sandusky, heading west towards Toledo. All right, you've got these railroad tracks, you've got this uh, two-lane road, you've got a village, and uh, just on the edge of the lake, you know, at the edge of the village, uh, there's some woods, and then you see looming above, looming above the woods is this massive concrete factory, the silos of this old concrete factory. All right, Um, you know, from 1892, which is when this town basically started up, till about 1960, uh, the Medusa Portland Cement Company, uh, basically, you know, it, it employed everybody that lived there. All these residents lived there. They worked for the place. Um, It was originally called the Sandusky Portland Cement Company. Uh, It was founded by three brothers in 1892, Spencer, Arthur, and William Newberry. They were all sons of a a local geologist uh, uh, called uh, John Strong Newberry. Um, And the reason why they picked that spot was because uh, there were heavy clay deposits, um, lots of gravel pits there right next to the, the, the lake, right next to this town. Uh, in the marshy areas around there, uh, if you go if you you know drained the swamps out you could dig out all this old clay and it was perfect for making concrete perfect so uh, they built this little town there and uh, for the first fifty years they they went haywire they they were making concrete left and right and they opened eight more facilities in five different states this place was was booming uh, it was very very profitable uh, during World War two uh, there was an increased demand for cement. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. After World War II, I should say, when the when the baby boom began and people started moving out to the suburbs, and we began the interstate system, uh, they were using cement for all kinds of stuff: houses, businesses, highways. You know, so so business was profitable in Bayview for that time, um, but around 1960, uh, that's when things closed. Uh, they were acquired by another company, and uh, it, it just kind of went downhill from there. Eventually, they closed. I can't, I I couldn't find out exactly what date they closed, but. Uh, you know, eventually the plant closed down, and I think they—I want to say they moved it. I want to say they moved it to Mexico. I could be wrong, but um, I thought I read that somewhere. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the 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 booming cement town is gone. All that's left is Bay Bayview. Bay All right, we're down right down the street from the old Bay Bridge. Okay, um, the first time we ever went out there uh, was basically a recon. All right, we at that time were still terrified of getting caught. By anybody for any reason, looking suspicious, like you know. Now you know that nobody really cares if you if you're respectful of their property; and they're not going to bother you. Uh, we didn't want to be seen by anybody, so we parked way on the other side of this village um, in an old marina <laughs> that was there, and we walked uh, down the road. Um, it's hard to explain without showing you on a map what this town looks like. Um, as you come from the Bay Bridge, it kind of go, it comes straight along the lake, and then it kind of curves. The road curves south and follows the lake into Sandusky. Um, so there's this big curve in town, and the, the 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 woods around that curve. That's kind of how you access the the property of the concrete factory. Um, Now, you could have probably accessed it very easily through this little neighborhood that was right there. There's These houses right close to the lake, along the lakeshore, cottages and and, and that kind of thing. We probably could have parked right there, and there's probably a hole right in the fence. Well, we didn't want to be seen, so we did it the hard way. We walked all the way down the curve, probably a good half mile um, where we couldn't be seen, and that's where we hopped into the woods. Well, that was kind of a big mistake. Um, These woods were nothing but prickers, all right, brambles. Uh, if you've never been along the lake shore, uh, the vegetation there is very thick. Um, like I said, lots of prickers, lots of things. We got our asses cut up badly. We were bleeding all over the place. Uh, just kind of, kind of trailblazing our own trail through these woods to get back to where we needed to be um, along the railroad tracks, where these you know, the, the plant is along the railroad tracks, right before it crosses the bay. So, uh, you know, about a half hour of, of of rummaging through the woods and and you know. Kind of zigzagging all over the place. We finally come to the railroad tracks. We follow the railroad tracks, uh, the the Norfolk Southern Line, and we come to this huge, vast, looming structure, this huge Medusa concrete plant that's been sitting there for decades, abandoned. Uh, And what a sight, I'll tell you what, because uh, across these silos... I can't remember how exactly how many silos there were. I want to say five or six silos, all all you know, stacked next to each other across the whole thing. In giant letters was were the words Medusa Cement. All right. huge, um, just impressive. Right. The, of course, the concrete was that old brownish color, and just it was just this monolith, this huge monolith of of you know from a hundred years ago. This huge plant. Um, so of course we were very excited. We, we wanted to get to the top of this thing. You could see there were catwalks up there. There were uh, little stairwells and windows looking down. So we knew there was a way to get up there somehow. At one point at least there was a way to get up to the top of this structure. We wanted to go and climb it and see what was up there. That, that turned out to be the hard part. Um, because in, in the middle of these structures there was a, a, a small area kind of between silos uh, where you could have pulled a cement truck in and probably loaded it up with cement right? The raw materials for cement, um, you know, when they would do that. So you'd pull the truck in, there'd probably be a bunch of nozzles and hoses that would hook up to the cement truck and you would, you know, you'd pour your cement in there. Um, and at one point there had been a stairwell that went up from this, this little, little, little garage area up into the structure. Well, the local authorities decided it'd be a great idea to get rid of those steps, probably for good reason, right? You don't want kids going up there and falling six stories to their death. So they they removed those steps so no one could go up there. Um, those of you that know me, or even if you don't know me, I I am uh, how do I say this? I am gravity challenged, gravitically challenged. Um, I am not gravity and I don't get along in so many ways. Uh, I'm a big dude, and uh, climbing this thing would have been a nightmare. Uh, somebody at one point had jury rigged this crazy. I, I don't even want to call it a net, but it was kind of like these like ropes and these different it tied these different ropes together in weird ways where you could have climbed up. To where the stairs continued, to where they stopped tearing them out, which was about 13, 12, 13 feet up. Um, but I, I was not. That was not going to happen that day. Um, it was janky as hell, and uh, my body was like, "Nope, you're not doing that." Um, so we were sitting there scratching our heads. How the hell are we going to get up to this thing? Um, and you know, after we shot the whole outside of it, we decided, you know what, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to this place prepared. You know, we know what we got to do. We're going to come back and uh eventually we did about a month later we returned to Bay- Bay- Bayview and uh we brought along with us I, as soon as i had got home from that adventure i got online and i ordered a uh, uh collapsing 12 foot ladder you can like a collapsible ladder that you can extend um where you can like you know, collapse it down and and carry it under your arm. Um, so we, we got one of those. We figured this is going to be perfect. This is going to work. Awesome. We're going to be able to set this up, climb up to the, to the lip of the, um, of the landing and up we go. Uh, now (laughs) once again, we made it hard for ourselves. Again, we could have parked and probably walked right into the place through a hole in the fence in this neighborhood. We parked, we decided to park beyond the curve. Um, Along Old Route 6, as it goes, you know, southeast towards Sandusky, uh, you can see the old quarries. Like, across the property are these quarries, these old quarries. They're all filled with water. They're basically marshes now. It's like a wetlands area now uh, where birds are, and, you know, it's just swampy. People go fishing back there. Um, And along Old Route 6, there are these little turnarounds that used to be the entrances to these quarries. You know, they're all fenced off now, but, uh, you know, of course, there were no parking signs there. What did we do? We parked there. Uh, open the trunk, take out the ladder, and off we go down the road to the curve to go back into the woods. We we hauled this ladder through swampland. <laughs> we we hauled this ladder, you know, and it's a heavy ladder. It's not light. I mean, you'd think it would be, but it's not. Uh, it's this big, thick aluminum, you know, mama-jama, all collapsed down. We pulled that thing through the woods, all right, through the brambles once again, getting ripped up, getting bloody, cuts, slashes, you know, all that good stuff. Um, But eventually, we pulled this thing through, and we finally got to our destination. We got into that little garage area, and we set up the ladder and jackpot. All right, we were able to climb up. Now, we had to set this thing up in a very... I guess the word you can use here is janky, a very janky way to make this happen. It was very precarious, and uh, again... Uh, going up this ladder, it wasn't like it was tilted; it was almost flat. So you were worried this thing was going to tip back the whole time you were climbing it. But uh, my buddy is a climber. He just pfft, up he goes, and he's he's on the landing going, "Oh, that was easy. Come on up." Well, here I am, you know, this big old bear climbing up this ladder, waiting for it to tip over, waiting to fall twelve feet back, you know, break my back or or whatever. Uh, but I did manage to get up there, and I uh, he, he helps pull me up, and uh, the ladder's intact. We're good. So we finally have have achieved access to this building um and once we got in there once we started ascending this, this staircase it just got crazier and crazier uh, i don't know if you've ever been inside of a concrete plant but um as you walk up these stairs they are they're not like solid concrete steps or those uh like like metal mesh stairs where you can see through them right these industrial steps um, all the way up, and, and, and they're, they're, some of them are moving as you're going. They're not, like, solid, uh, which was kind of terrifying because uh, we're talking, like, five or six stories more up to the top, right? And everything was covered in a thin layer of solid concrete, like the dust from the concrete that had been in the air there had landed on the steps, gotten wet, and formed into this, like, crust all over the, the, the surface of the, of the stairway, So we were ascending the stairway, and every so often you'd have a little niche out to the side where you could go out, and there's little rooms there you could look, and there were windows that looked out, outside and down, down the sides of the silo. Uh, Eventually we got to the top, though, and that's where the action was at. Um, When you get to the top of the stairwell, you have two directions. You could go left or right, and the left direction takes you down this long... I don't want to call it a hallway, but it's like a a long room that kind of spans the entire top of the silos, right? The four, five, six silos six silos—it just kind of crosses over the top of this thing. And as you walk through it, all of the pipes that would have um, uh, connected with the different silos, I would assume to pour the materials into them out of train cars, that kind of thing. these pipes probably would have sucked up from the bottom you know from the train car sucked up the uh, gravel and the water or whatever and poured different things into the different silos to store them there um, those pipes were all still connected and crisscrossing everywhere um, all completely covered in that thin crust of cement everything was just gray and dusty um, so we wandered on down this thing and it's a good i would say it was a good 100 yards and you know, a good 100 yards long um, and it, 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 the greatest thing about this was there were doorways that led out onto the actual silos, the, the roof of the silo, the rounded roof of the silo. So you can go out on the silo, and the view was amazing, all right? It was amazing. Uh, it was a sunny day. It was a sunny morning in April, right? And the the sun was glinting off of Sandusky Bay across the way. You could see the islands, Right. Uh, South Bass, Middle Bass, Kelly's Island. You could see Cedar Point across the bay. You could see all the roller coasters like way out in the distance. You could see that. There were boats out there. The first couple boaters of the year were out there, maybe one or two sailboats. You saw an oar barge out there. I mean, it, it was amazing. It was a beautiful view. You could see in all directions. Um, it was just a great place to spend an hour. We spent about an hour just chilling up there just hanging out. Uh, we brought some drinks with us, we just kind of sat down, cracked them open and just and just relaxed. Um, it was amazing up there. Now after we'd explored that and, and relaxed for a bit, we decided to go the opposite direction. Uh, and we didn't get very far <laughs> because uh, the other direction was this um, metal bridge that kind of crossed over from one group of silos to a smaller group across the way. There was like another two or three further down. Uh, and to get to them, you had to cross this bridge that went across, you know, kind of like a, like a, a catwalk. Um, at one point it probably had been completely enclosed and had a couple windows in it. Uh, the actual walkway of this thing had holes in it. I'm like, you know what, maybe we, uh, should stay over here. It looked pretty, uh, pretty rickety. So we never got over to that side. Um, we assumed it just looked exactly like, you know, what we had just seen, but, um, It was a really cool place. I mean, I, I, Medusa Cement's one of my favorite places just because of the view alone. The view alone was worth all of the trouble, right? Um, the other cool thing about it was every so often you have the, you have the Norfolk Southern line coming right down below you, literally like right below the silos. It runs right past, like maybe, you know, 10 feet, 12 feet away from the silos is the main line of this railroad. So every, you know, five, 10 minutes you have a, a train coming by, you know, hauling ass at 70 miles an hour. So, um, it was just a cool vibe to watch trains. Cool place to watch trains from. All right. Um, now, getting down was a, was a treat because we had to, uh, you know, descend this, this janky ladder, which, again, could have fallen over at any moment. Uh, so my buddy went down first and held it and made sure it didn't go anywhere. And I, you know, clambered on down. But uh, obviously, I'm still alive to tell the tale. So, you know, no troubles there. Um, the fun part was dragging that ladder back through the swamp, you know, after doing all this climbing and all that, you know, uh, and we finally arrive back at the car, completely muddy, covered in filth, covered in like the swamp shit, like just smelling like swamp. Um, and we get back to the car and there's a note on the car from the local sheriff saying, Hey, move your car. I'm going to ticket it. So at least the guy left us a note, but he, he had like put it under our windshield. Like, Hey, I don't know who you are or why you're there, but get out of here. So, Luckily, we were able to get to the car before he showed back up again. Um, But that was our trip to Medusa, and uh, I would gladly do it again. Um, I have to get back out there sometime. It would be a great place to go. All right. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, cement silos are fun. There's another one I'll talk to you guys about some other time down in Zanesville, Ohio. It's really cool. Um, Anyway. Um, now there's more stuff, you know. We, we that day that was kind of our adventure for that day. I I've, I've, I've you know since returned back to uh, to the Sandusky area. There's all kinds of cool stuff to see. Uh, one of my favorite areas is Marblehead. Marblehead is right across the bay on the other side. If you were able to cross over the bay uh, to the western side of the bay. Um, you know, opposite of, of Medusa is this area called Marblehead. Uh, it's kind of a peninsula that kind of juts out into Lake Erie, and again, it's a summer place. There's lots of summer homes there, lots of cottages, that kind of stuff. Um, we had a couple cool finds there. Uh, we actually did go there the same day of Medusa. We, we found a bunch of old cars in the woods, uh, these really like 1940s, 50s cars that were just rusting in somebody's, place. they obviously had been a junkyard or he'd been collecting them at one point, and... Maybe this guy died and the woods kind of grew up around them. Um, Somebody has since taken them and moved them and and they're gone. But at at that day, we saw, you know, we're driving down this road uh, and we see this glint in the woods. And we pull over and we we go back there and there's, again, tons of cars just sitting there. Uh, It was really, really cool. Uh, And right down the road from that were the remains of the old lakeside and Marblehead Railroad. There used to be this small scale railroad that kind of came off the main uh, Norfolk Southern line that connected uh, the towns and villages in, in Marblehead. And you used to be able to take that from any city, um, you know, to get from end to end. And if you didn't have a car, you'd take a, a train and you'd transfer over and you'd you'd go out to Marblehead. Um, and from there, you could go to Kelly's Island. The ferry to Kelly's Island was at the end. It was at the terminus of this of this railroad. So. Um, Unfortunately, it closed a long time ago. I want to say the last train operated in uh, 1978, and uh, the, the line got sold to this giant quarry factory, um, Lafarge Corporation. If you've ever been out there, they have a huge quarry out there. Everything's fenced off, can't get near it. Uh, and they, they closed all that down and, and removed the line, so it's gone. But if you know where to look, you can still find the, the actual the, the roadbed of it, and the, the, the ties are all still there, like going through the woods. You can find the ties. Uh, the, the, the rails are gone, but the ties are still there, so it's pretty cool. Um, now, this area has tons of little things if you know where to look. Mm. Excuse me. A little drink here. All right. Um, one of one of the most—I want to say probably the saddest thing I've ever seen is in this general vicinity. Just a little bit past um, Sandusky, along the lake, um, is— one of the saddest places i've ever had a chance to walk through wander through document uh and you can tell at one point it was a very happy place it was a summer place uh it was how do i explain this it was basically a a a small beach community where people would uh leave their 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 trailers they had trailers there they would come in the summer and stay in the trailers right they'd uh, cottages, trailers, that kind of thing, um, kind of off the beaten path along along the bay. There was a a, a settlement, basically. I wouldn't call it a settlement. I'm not going to give you the name of the place just to keep keep it off the radar. Um, you'll probably find it if you go looking. But uh, it's uh, it opened in 1956, and it was this this kind of nice place where you could go and spend your summer uh, on weekends or whatever you could drive out there, people would drive out to their, their cottages or their, their trailers and hang out, you know, they'd bring your family, there was a place to be to go boating, they had, they had uh, boat docks there, you could launch your boat there, right um, you know it, it was nice, you know, these trailers were all lined up in, in, on, on, a, on a gravel road and you could just park your car and, you know, all your neighbors, hey, what's up you know, and cook hot dogs and, and do the summer thing there um, unfortunately, and, and, and again, I'm not totally sure on when it closed. I want to say maybe in the 1990s, maybe early 2000s. And there are many different stories as to why this place closed, all of them crazier than the last. Um, I won't even get into some of those stories right now. Some of the Some of the stories, it gets into like, you know, there was a guy who went crazy and he shut the place down and wouldn't let anybody come back. And I don't know all these crazy stories, but I don't know which one is actually the truth. I'll have to do some research on that. Um, but anyway, this place, you know, at one point had, you know, dozens of these trailers all, all along the lakeshore, and uh, one day it just closed down, and um, the weirdest thing about this place is everybody left their stuff there, like, for whatever reason, nobody came back to get their stuff, uh, nobody came to take any of these trailers away, you uh, for a long time you could walk into these places and like the, the toothbrushes and the toothpaste everything was still as it was left like there were dishes in the sink I mean it was just, it was weird it was like, it was like the apocalypse happened and the humans just disappeared right? uh, kind of like a fall, if you've ever played the game Fallout it's kinda, it looks like a Fallout settlement it looks like, like the, you know, the, the nuclear war happened and everything just got left behind everybody scattered, went to their bunkers and never came back that's kind of what it looks like there um, and again I have no idea when it closed uh, and it was a very popular place, right? You know, it was very popular for back in the day. Uh, and it's amazing that no one's picked up this place and rebuilt it because it's, it's in a great place for, for summer outings. Uh, it's right along the lake shore. It's pretty cool. I don't know. Um, at one point, there was this nice little store, you know, where you could go and buy bait. You could go get, you know, food, drinks. It had like a drink cooler and, you know, like a little general store, that kind of thing. Um, whatever you needed for your boat, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there was a boat launch there. Uh, there was a crane that you could use to pull bigger boats out of the water and store them for the winter. Um, at one point, it looked like it was an amazing. I've, I've never been able to find pictures of it when it was actually whole. Um, I would love to find some pictures like that. I don't know if they exist. Um, but now, when you go there, it's completely overgrown. Trees have grown up all everywhere. Trees have, you know, There are trees growing through these trailers. There are vines on everything. Everything is overgrown. All that's there is the gravel path. And you can sort of see these trailers... Especially in the wintertime, if you go in the winter, you can see, you know, the trailers and there are all these crazy multicolor, you know, think like 1950s and 60s style trailers, you know, these crazy, gaudy, bright colors at one point, And they're just kind of it's just a sad reminder of what used to be there. And and, and the mystery of it is all, you know, why, why did this why did everybody leave? You know, why did nobody come to get their belongings? I mean, there's, you know, like I said, there's all this stuff that just got left. Um vacuum cleaners like you know if you're going to abandon a place you're just you're going to come get your stuff and just leave it if you're going to leave the trailer you're going to leave you're going to take all your rest of your stuff with you i would assume right um but here it is this little this little place on the edge of of the lake just completely abandoned and uh it's i would say it's probably a good half mile of a walk and it's just a half mile of, of trailers and um cottages and the cottages are falling apart they're collapsing in on themselves um You know, of course, vandals have gotten back there. People have busted things up, torched things. Kids have gone back there and ruined up everything, tossed everything all over the place, you know, as happens in this community, right? As soon as somebody finds out about it, all hell breaks loose, and that's kind of what happened, you know, even before I got there. Back in 2018 or 2019, the place was ransacked, uh, unfortunately, but uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why that was there. Now, the first time we went there... We had no problems. We went. We went in the um, late fall. You know, nobody was really there. Um, it was quiet. There's a there's an actual marina next to this property. Um, you know, and in the summertime there are people all over the place. So you can't really go there and just kind of wander in and look around. Uh, somebody's going to see you. And it is technically private property. It's off limits. You're not supposed to go back there. There's a chain across the road. You know, we would follow the train tracks in and 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 going that way but uh it's uh (sighs) the time we went it was quiet it was it was you know still you know er, you know it was it was winter time there was no nobody there no no cars nobody nobody living anywhere nothing like that uh so we had run of the place we got to get some good shots and just kind of wander in and and take a look um I came back oh I want to say a year later with a friend of mine And actually, it was actually, it was the day before COVID uh, locked everything down. We were there in March of 2020, and we were just kind of wandering around, and uh, we got about halfway through when we saw a car driving down towards us very slowly. Um, We don't know who it was, and we, we ducked and ran up the side of the embankment up to the railroad tracks, and kind of hid from this person they they kind of stopped where we were at where we had been and then they kept driving so we we followed the railroad tracks to the front of the property and uh it must have been someone that was living at the marina because this car comes pulling back in there and uh kind of waiting to see who we were Uh, we found out later on that the place is watched the place is watched fairly well um i don't know if it's owned by the marina i don't know um, or if the locals just keep an eye on it and call the cops if somebody's back there, they probably had a lot of problem with vandals, <clears throat> a lot of problem with kids screwing things up. Um, you know, I'm just this old forty-something dude with a camera. I'm not I'm doing, any, I'm not gonna mess anything up, but they don't know that. You know, so I'm sure they came back there to put the kibosh on us, whatever we were doing. <clears throat> but, uh, um, so yeah, we 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 came walking back the other way, and when we came back the other way. The way we had come, there was actually a border patrol jeep sitting back on this gravel road of this this uh, you know this old I'll call it a trailer park I guess I don't know uh I mean we what the hell the hell did he get there We didn't see the border patrol there at all I don't know how he got back there I don't even know why he was there I know we're close to Canada we're not that close right you know we're a good 50, 60 miles from Canada so I don't know why border patrol was sitting back at this old Beach community, but there he was. So we just kept walking down the tracks, and we, we went out the back and, and and avoided him. But kind of a weird thing. You know, the locals and the border patrol there on the same day. You know, maybe something else was going on that I didn't know about. Maybe who knows? Who knows what could have happened? We just happened to be there at the wrong time. No idea. But we left. We're like, you know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna tempt fate. Um, now, nearby to this beach area is. what what I can only describe as an old, very old, small, small hotel, which you'd almost call a hostel, all right? A place um, called Lammers Inn, all right? It was like a two-story building. It had an upstairs area that had what I assume were some rooms in it, and downstairs was a little restaurant, like a little bar area with a little restaurant. you could get some food in there. And uh, this place was, it was, it was, this old place it was built in 1871, this old wooden hotel, motel, whatever you want to call it. Um, and at one point, you know, you'd go in and you'd get food or drinks or whatever, you know, the people that were at this, this beach would probably go over at night and get some dinner and, you know, have a good time and who knows, right, get a beer or whatever. Um, now this thing, this place closed 40 years ago, it's been closed for 40 years, uh, and Obviously, all boarded up. The only way to get into this building that we found was a was a um, a uh, fire escape up the back. This rickety old metal fire escape. We had to go up to get into the building. Um, I had been in it a couple times, but the final time that 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 same day that we saw the border patrol, we decided to go and and and, and go check out inside. Um, so we ascended this the stairway. Um, someone must have heard us. I don't know. It'll make sense in a minute, but we go up and into this place, and, it, and it's completely ransacked. The top floor is completely empty of anything. You know, everything's open to the elements. The windows are all gone. Uh, it's an old, old building. I'm amazed it's still standing. I mean, it, as we speak, it may not be anymore. I don't know. Um, but we go downstairs. Now, downstairs was completely pitch black. Um, they had boarded up the windows down there. So the the, the 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 to get downstairs, you know, you go down these wooden steps. Um, and, uh, the bar had been completely turned over. Like someone had pushed over the whole bar and there was no one way in hell we were going to get that up. Somebody had really worked hard to get that tossed over. Um, all the, you know, all the glass had shattered from the bar. Everything was completely ruined. Um, all these rusted tables and rusted old chairs and just, it was completely ransacked. The back area had this greasy old, uh, you know, oven where they used to make food. Um, it was a greasy spoon with a bar basically you know and upstairs i guess at one point back in the day you could have gotten a room or two there you know there were a room or two for, for you know to rent for a night i don't know uh, but anyway uh, so as we're downstairs as we're down in the base not the basement but the ground floor completely pitch black above us we hear footsteps someone had followed us into the building someone had come up the side steps i don't know how we didn't hear it cuz you could hear you could hear the side steps someone must have like carefully walked up the steps so we couldn't hear them. And someone was walking around up there. So my buddy and I get real quiet. I'm like, you know, just, let's go over in the corner, and just shh, real quiet. So we were you know, slowly like, you know, putting our cameras back in our bags. And and you can hear this person walking around up there, probably looking for us. And I don't know who this could have been. It could have been a local, Odds, are, it could have been another explorer for all I know. I don't know. Uh, we don't know who this was. To this day, we have no clue who was up there with us right? Who was in that building with us. But, you know, we're, we're, we're in this darkened kitchen. We've, we're like in the back area of this kitchen. We've kind of slowly inched our way back into the darkest part of the building. And we're just sitting there silent, barely breathing, right? And we're hearing this person walking around and they they had, it was a, it must've been a guy. It had had heavy boots. You could tell it was a heavy, heavy boots on walking around and, uh, for a good ten minutes, this guy just kind of walked back and forth, like he was he was trying to figure out, you know, were we here, were we not, and uh, we we weren't gonna give in. <laughs> we were gonna be quiet for the whole time. Um, several trains went by, right, because the train tracks are right nearby to this this inn, and uh, you know, and he 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 stayed. And finally, after one train went by, and you couldn't hear anything with the with the train going by, you couldn't hear anything. We just we waited for the train, and when the train was gone. He must have left because the, the footsteps were gone. We didn't know if he was waiting up there. So we, we waited a good half hour. We're going to wait this guy out. We waited a half hour after the footsteps stopped. We were down there silent for about a half hour. We didn't move. Right. Uh, so finally we decided all right, next train, we're going to get up those steps. We're going to get down, you know, go down the fire escape and get the hell out of here, head for the railroad tracks and, and go back to our car. And get, out, get the hell out of here. Not tempt fate. Right. Um, and we had no idea if this guy was going to be waiting for us upstairs. If we're going to, and I, the, the, basically, the consensus was if there's somebody up there, we're just going to bowl right through him and down the steps. And no matter what he says, no matter what he does, we're getting out of here. Uh, now, luckily, once the train, the next train came through, you know, we clambered up the stairs, and the coast was clear. We saw nobody. You know, we looked down the, st- the, 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 the stairs to get outside, nobody there. So we scamper on down, and we, we make a run for it. And I see nobody, <laughs> nobody out there. Um, my thoughts on it were it was the guy across the street. I think the guy across the street, is a house like down the street, across the street. I think he might've seen us go in and decided to, to screw with us a little bit. I don't know. But, uh, sure enough, uh, you know, we, we got out and, uh, to this day, I have no idea who was in Lamberts Inn with us. No idea. So if you're an explorer and you were there in, in you know, March of 2020 and, uh, you were in Lamberts Inn on a, on a Sunday afternoon, um, you might have heard us. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, the locals there are cagey. This is a... a especially in the wintertime, it's, very, it's a very... This, this part of, of, of Marblehead is very remote. It's kind of a quiet... Uh, still has a country aspect to it, and I can imagine where the locals are very uh, clannish in nature, and they don't like outsiders, you know, being there. And especially explorers, they're probably tired of people going into that building causing trouble, so, um, who knows, I'm just glad no one was there with a gun <laughs> waiting for us, um, you know, it was a close call, you know, but it was, a, it made for a good story later, it was terrifying while it was happening, but it made for a good story later, um, so yeah, that's, that's a couple of tales from Sandusky, there's a whole bunch of other things I could talk about, there's, there's a bunch of other little things around Sandusky, um, maybe we'll get into another episode, but, uh, I think I'll leave you guys with that for today, but, um, yeah, Uh, It's just an interesting area. It's a beautiful area. Um, Me being from the north coast here, Cleveland, you know, the lake has always fascinated me. I've always grown up with it. Um, And this area just has its own vibe to it. It's just very, uh, just, I don't know, it's it's beautiful in the summertime. It's amazing. Um, The islands are wonderful. Everything's just great up there. So if you ever have a chance to uh, come out to Ohio and you got some time, head out to the Sandusky area and just kind of soak it up you know, travel on the coast. Marblehead has an amazing lighthouse, not too far from where we were at. All right. A quick, probably five, 10 minute drive. Really cool place. All right. So anyway, uh, that's all I got for today for you guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the tales. Um, next week, like I said, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I Obviously, I will not be home. I will not be around to record an episode next week. So I may, if I can, uh, do some things on my phone app and maybe give you guys a little something, something from, from New Orleans and on the spot you know, as, as it happens kind of tale. We'll see uh, what I can do. But if not, I will see you guys in two weeks. Um, you know, back with stories to tell about our travels. I'm sure we'll be you know, rearing to tell you guys about what happened down in uh, you know, on the coast there. Um, I'm hoping that it'll be nice and warm, and uh, that I don't have any gators take a foot off or anything like that. You know, no Cajuns with guns and no gators. That's the that's what we're looking for, uh, and no crackheads in some of the buildings <laughs> if we can if we can if we can make that happen. All right. Uh, so, you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope you have some great plans this weekend. Hopefully, you guys are getting out there and seeing some cool stuff. Um, spring is upon us here, it's almost here. All right. So, uh, leaving you guys with that, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, have a great rest of your week. Um, we'll see you guys in two weeks for sure. All right. Uh, if, if you did enjoy the story, by all means, head over to the Facebook page, head over to Instagram, uh, say hello all right, on Vero, wherever you're at, come say hi. Um, keep sending questions in for our next Q and a, all right. Um, I'll leave you guys with that. So have a great week. Keep on exploring, document it all. This is Mr. P signing off.